Welcome to the Poorly Educated Podcast. The podcast where I don't have an alliteration again. You sound sleepier than you but look, and you look questionnaires dead. question things quizzically. It's a science podcast for the average idiot. It's where we're dumb people, and we try to make dumb people dumber, and smart people dumber, too. <laughs> we're to bringing the world down. Uh, down on our level. Yeah. This I is accused the, the girl podcast of cheating during the ACTs enemies. on me. <laughs> <laughs> And your enemies, enemies. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is Poorly Educated. My name is Morgan. I'm Ian. I'm Riley. I'm Corbin. We did that in such a weird fucking order. We definitely did. Corbin, uh, well, welcome to the show. After a 44-episode drought, we have Corbin <laughs> back on the show. We thought that after the recent events of um, Plessy versus Ferguson trial, we should, have a, <laughs> we should have a black guy on the show. So we're listening, Midwest America, you just you not to you. <laughs> Do you like me? Shake my hand. Yeah, I'll shake my... Oh, my God. I'm changing color. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. This is a science podcast, and because of that, I'm going to start things off with a shaming of our friend Ian. <laughs> That's right. Ian, you and I have been best friends for how many years now? That's our 10th friend anniversary. No, it's not. <laughs> Tonight at 6.41 p.m. it'll be our 10th friend anniversary. And I think that it is time for me to ask you possibly the most important question I've ever asked you. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. All right. So I was thinking about our friend Ryan. You know our friend Ryan. We had him on our show, The Drawing Board, recently. He's in a band called Forever Strong, which we love. We love our boy Ryan. Um, he tweeted recently about how he said it's crazy. You know, Spotify does those things for you where they – Spotify wrapped. They'll recap your year of listening to music, right? And then they'll give you statistics based on your year. Well, they'll do that for bands, too. Ryan's band had a little screenshot, and he said, it's crazy. My music was listened to in 34 countries. I wonder if I could even name 34 countries. So, Ian, I would like you and your has nothing to state. do with science. How many countries do you think you can name? I don't know. Going to do that thing from... Uh that we did a state thing. Right, and you you only need 20 something of the states. I'm going to name all the continents. I'm going to give you a continent, okay? And I'm gonna, I want you to name as many countries in you, as you can in this continent, okay? You ready? Okay. Let's start with Africa. That seems like a good one. If you no, can name more than many. 6 countries in Africa, then we can end the podcast and no, you can why'd go back you to pick, bed. why'd you pick Africa? Why you don't like what's blacks? wrong with no? That's Shake the hardest one like though. Why is that the hardest? <laughs> because I think that is I the hardest one. I honestly, you named a bunch of countries in Africa. A bunch of oh, okay, I'll go. You want me to go? Not that many. Okay, good. Let's go with uh, Congo. South Africa is a good one. What you know what it is? It's Republic of Congo. Republic of Congo. <laughs> Egypt is a solid African country. Egypt? That's in Africa. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Libya. <laughs> Libya. Chad. Fantastic. Ooh, Chad. Jordan. Chad is Jordan. That's in Africa. Jordan is in the Middle East. Jordan is next to Sudan. Yeah. Is, is that in Africa? No, well, Sudan is also in the Middle East. I don't know where that's at. Syria is the bridge between the Middle East and Africa. Or I, I guess Iraq is Israel is, is the real bridge, and then Palestine, and then Iraq. I don't know. I mean, physically, it's Egypt. Do you want to switch to Europe? Would you Would you have a better time with Europe? You think? Yeah. All right. Name even one, even a single European. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Hungry. 
<laughs> That's uh-huh. number one. <laughs> There's a bunch. Hungary was your number one? Like, Nothing against Hungary, it's just... Czech, uh, the Czech Republic. Slovakia. There we go. Ireland. Ireland is solid. I think you have a chance to get uh, them all here, honestly. How about Croatia? Would you consider that European? It's kind of a Mediterranean country, but... I it's more European than it is African. England. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, since we're talking about Croatia, let's talk about Bosnia. <laughs> Corbin, you got to speak into the microphone, man. <laughs> You're I'm not going to look up some countries because I don't know anything about what we're saying. All right, Oregon. <laughs> this is going to be the hardest one. Name three North American countries. Go. That would be Canada, United States, and Mexico. All right, well... Ian has showed up the expectations that I had for him. I expected for him to fail. Name three Antarctican countries. <laughs> Chad, Chad, and Chad. That's right. There are four countries named Chad, and three of them are cold. <laughs> uh, Ian, did you have anything you wanted to? Yeah, though, there's crazy news in science. Uh-huh. Um, so scientists, they like they figured out one of the – they may have solved one of the biggest questions in modern physics. That's pretty interesting. It, I think it's with a new paper that unifies dark matter and dark <laughs> energy into a single phenomenon. It's like a fluid which possesses negative mass. So basically, this like accounts for uh, what makes the universe expand and why it's expanding faster. It's basically uh, it's it's a fluid made of negative matter that's responsible for both like it's holding galaxies together. And it's the same stuff that makes the universe expand. Can and we it, see it, it? has negative gravity, so it pushes things away instead of. <laughs> Is it a visible it liquid? How, how no, we, it's how we know dark. the universe expanded if we can't see the edge? All right, and, we and can also, observe the things within it. How can we away from each other? How can we tell this thing's state apart? of matter yeah. if we can't see it? So when does something move out of vision? It's a neg- it's a ne- it's a negative state of matter. How can we tell? Dar- it's dark matter. But how, how we are specifying that it's a liquid. How can because we tell it, that it's a it, liquid over a dark solid? It's it's fluid. It's like uh, <laughs> we can fucking hear it running. <laughs> no, it's it like though because of the way we can observe its effects on other things. We can't observe it, but we can observe its effects on everything else. And it has fluid like effects. Apparently, <laughs> uh, but it, so it's we're like swimming. It's pushing everything because the gate. Like, they thought it was like that. They thought it was like this a long time ago. Einstein had this idea. And then he's like, and then everyone was like, nah, because uh, that would mean the universe would be getting slower in its expansion, but it's not. It's getting faster. But now they're like, oh, no, it makes sense. So Einstein was probably right. Man. And to think he was right about that and Plessy versus Ferguson. (laughs) (laughs) Two straight predictions for Einstein. What a brainiac he must have been with a name like that. What a thing for us to say Einstein was probably right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was like a prediction he made like 100 years ago. Put that on the inside of a T-shirt. You won't. It's really interesting, actually, (laughs) that I've said it before, that since the... Uh, since the universe is speeding up in, ex- in, in its expansion, eventually it'll speed up faster than the speed of light. Uh, is that true, though? The, for the light in far galaxies can't 
won't be able to make it to us. It will, it will be losing the race to us. But so then we won't see any. If we look far enough out, it'll just be like darkness. It and we'll doesn't. Think, and we'll and then future scientists will think that we are alone and we're like in like a. It's like an island. Well, they'll think that everything just stops and that there's nothing more out there. So there but will that's, be an edge. But there is. But they'll be wrong. But according to the Big Bang Theory, uh, and if it is a centralized explosion that, that caused the outward expansion, wouldn't we see over time a gradual decrease in speed rather than increase? That, but, I mean, that's what they thought but for a long time. They thought that it was slowing down the expansion, and then they found out it's speeding up. And this describes why. How the fuck does that make sense? I don't. I don't know how. Because it's that basically there's new of this dark matter that's constantly being formed in the space between objects. No, not that I'm super pro Big Bang, but that's that sounds like it's it sounds like a theory that's fairly anti Big Bang being the reason for the expansion. Like it, it sounds it's like not. it sounds like this discovery uh, would likely lead to. The same sort of mechanic also being the beginning and inception of how things were. No, it's not. Because it's not like expanding from one point in the universe. It's expanding from the space in between things. But it was initially expanding from one point. But it's not like an – it's not like – it's not like an out – people imagine it's not like a – But it's equal in all directions from the initial start of the galaxy. No, there is no – in, in initial like point like that there, there, it, the space so in between you're, you're everything saying, that exists is is growing but the space in between everything right but it would have to grow proportionally there's no reason that it would if the space in between everything is growing there's no reason to assume that it would grow at different paces across different sections of the galaxy so if it's growing at a proportional pace then everything would proportionally go outward in the same direction but it's not like a room is expanding because there it's not expanding into anything like it's like a fourth dimensional kind of expand well, e- even with it being a fourth dimensional kind of expansion that doesn't stop that there was an initial point of ex- expansion right and because of that, everything has been expanding outward not, from that not, initial no. point. Yes, absolutely. No. Uh, like, that's not how it works. It's expanding from everything. Like, every, every galaxy is pushing away from every, like, other galaxy. But it's not pushing away specifically from just it's, pieces of – It's out. not it's from It's not pushing point. away specifically from pieces of matter. It's pushing away from everything. Not yeah no it is from exactly so like there is no middle point from where it exploded. It's not it's not expanding from one point. It's expanding from everything that's is creation. But talking with it's, the, with it, the, with the concept of the big. It's bang, not like expanding. It it's creating the new space. It it all right creating the new space via expansion. That's that's into what, nothing though. Right, it doesn't have to expand into something to expand from something. Those are two separate things. It's, but it's not like an. It's. There, look, there's no it, centralized it, it, point. Me, it's not. Me. It's not an outward expansion like that. It's everywhere. Everything is pushing from I, each I know. Itself. It, it, like there, let's say there's a middle of the universe. Uh, like th- there statistically is at any point in time there is a middle, of whatever that like it, there's a mathematically solvable middle. Let's say we take that point. I know it's expanding on the edge. But the initial expansion that caused it to expand on the edge and the verge of where the galaxies or universes exist, 
that was caused from the initial expansion. But it's not the middle. <laughs> There's not a middle. There, wait, this is the, mathematically. It's just space. It's the universe. It's just existence. It mathematically, just there is a middle. There, uh, there's not a middle because there's nothing to, like to observe a middle from. Like, because the middle implies it, an no, edge. I guess. But that's the Exa cool thing yeah. about the universe is it, it doesn't exist to be observed. So we, we, it does not have to. You have to sit close to the mic. <laughs> The, the universe does not exist to be observed, and the, the laws of physics don't require observation for something to happen. That's not necessarily true. It is. I mean, if, if it mm -hmm. didn't... Quantum mechanics are defined by observation. Right, but they're not reliant... Their mechanic isn't reliant on being observed, and if... It, their outcome relies on observation. Yeah. Not, no, 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 because that would mean that for the... Tens of thousands of years where nobody comprehended quantum mechanics or any sort of quantum behavior, that it didn't exist until it was observed. No. It still does. It's the idea of permanence. You don't it's have a, to it's in every why. possible state it could be in until it's observed. Yeah. And then it figures out the state that it's in. And then right, it, but, and more and about then but the, 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 the observation itself does not dictate the state of matter itself right so w however that observation is it's not the observation that dictates that that's correlation it the it, observation it is. itself isn't causing that to happen it is that that that's like the theory in quantum mechanics it's absolutely not it it is like the futurama even made a joke about it like they 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 were watching a horse race and there is a quote unquote quantum finish where they had to go to a micron microscope to look at who won the race. And That's facts. Uh, the professor yells, unfair, you observed it changing the outcome. Because he had bet on the wrong horse. Right, so, so let's, you observed it changing the outcome. The, the variable that observes it, there's no second variable you can put in there to, to make it a different outcome, right? Meaning that in a state of observation, it's always going to be observed in the same exact way. If someone else would have observed the end of that race, there wouldn't be a different outcome to the race. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, it does, it, it, I understand what you mean exists to be observed, but it's, you're, you're kind of saying that the observation is what causes the action and it's not, because if it did, then there would be variability, which there is not. The type of observation that exists in that world just doesn't do that. I think the problem is that a lot of quantum mechanics are explained, like like Schrodinger's cat is like there's a 50-50 chance, <laughs> right, right? Right, But there's not always a 50-50 chance of something. So there's this other concept, right, in terms of universal existence, where it's like in terms of the universe, everyone always says that it either has always existed or it didn't exist and it did. Uh, and quantum mechanics is kind of that middle ground of it always has existed and it never had to exist. And in a lot of ways, when you think about different examples, and the, the Schrodinger equation is is a good example of that. But but still, in any of those scenarios, the the observer and the way it's observed doesn't change the outcome. It simply observes the outcome. Now maybe I, I think the outcome can be manipulated though. But it will always be the same outcome. Like maybe an observer can cause an outcome to become clear but it can't change what the outcome would be otherwise 
because you, again, there's no way you can. There's no way you can know for sure without observing, though. Which I, you know, and that's the paradoxical effect of it. Yeah. But based on our current understanding of it, that that's a one hundred percent fair equation. And also back to the universal expand expanding right now. There is all of the universe that exists right now. Right? Yeah. And it is expanding and it is infinitely expanding. But there is an in this moment right now, there is theoretically a finite universe that exists. Non explorable, non conceivable. It's not like we can see an edge. But from that, we can see a middle point of what that is. That's measurable. There, there's Even no middle point to the where, uh, universe. There is no middle to the universe. Do, do you not concede to what I just said like no it's not it's not it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be imagined as an explosion outwards that's not what the big bang was it's expanding equally everywhere at all place at all places it's expanding every location and because it's expanding equally it it expanded equally from a single direction initially no (laughs) it didn't what do you mean no it didn't explain that it's just expanding edge really it, 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 we're not talking about the. Edge. There was no. Well, the there was no like there point that was a middle. center. It was only it, that was See, everything. I don't think there's an edge, but I the point like was there everything. Has to be a middle. Look, there, there, there is no middle. No, there was. It, it, let's operate under the comprehension that it, there was no universe, and then there was a universe, right? So there was nothing, and then there was everything, right? And it, it, it's difficult. There's a lot of assumptions there, and we'll, we'll get to those in a few minutes, but. For everything to be concentrated in such a small point, and then the expansion happened, I'm not saying that that point necessarily is always the middle either. But the middle could theoretically be a gradient depending on how expansion works. But there is absolutely a measurable middle of the universe at any point in time. There isn't. <laughs> that's, and it's also not like how, how like the shape of the universe is. It's like flat in a way. When you say, what do you mean by that? It, like space time is like, uh, it's like a flat plane of existence. I don't know. I can't. But, but so it, we assume that it exists. We know it exists in three dimensions, right? And we assume that there are more dimensions of existence within the universe, but there's zero grounded scientific proof of any of those. If we want to consider time the fourth dimension, then maybe there's an argument to be made there. But Let's say that this exists three-dimensionally. So rather than a line, rather than a plane, a box. Things are expanding outward, and if it's expanding evenly, right, it, from each particle in the universe, the ones close to the initial expansion and the ones far away from the initial expansion, if it is expanding evenly over time, we can theoretically go back and find out where the initial point of that it's not happened. expanding outward though Are you, okay. it's not an outward expansion like it, from every other point like Cl- like all right here's point here's like one galaxy here's another it's not like like both of them are moving away from each other the space in between them is being filled right i completely everywhere. understand that when you say it's not an outward expansion what do you mean by that it's not like, like outward from any one point I know it's outward from every point, but if it's moving outward from every point at every point evenly, then there's still a measurable middle. So what you're tra- okay? 
Imagine a graph, like a three-dimensional graph. Center is a better word than middle. Let, let, me, let me say that just real quick. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, it, you're on to it. Uh, a a three-dimensional graph, X, Y, and Z, uh-huh. uh, each line goes to infinity and negative infinity, respectively. Right. You're saying that there is a point of origin. There is a point of origin, right? And if it – in X, Y, Z, in every direction, if it's moving uh, – at an infinite level, right? That point of origin is theoretically, we, we can calculate that is what I'm saying. Can't we? We can't, but if there is a mathematical answer to everything in the universe, which we believe there to be, then that's something that we can calculate. And if, if everything is expanding at the same rate and it's expanding evenly, then from that initial point that we just talked about, in every direction on any plane of existence, right? In every direction, it would be the same distance on any of those uh, fields, right? So let's let's take the x-axis. Every x-axis, left or right, it's going to be the same distance on the left and the same distance on the right from that initial point if it's expanding evenly. On the z-axis, on the y-axis, it's going to be the same up, the same down, it, the same pitch, the same yaw. It, from the initial point if it is an even expansion. Now, if it's uneven, this entirely falls through, but I think we believe it to be even. I think the problem is that I think from the beginning, it's supposed but to be it, infinite. It's, it's an explosion of space, not an explosion in space. It created the space. There was no point. Like, it, everything is the point. This is all the point. <laughs> All right, so I, I think I think there's a. It's like a, the, a good analogy used when the Big Bang is drawing dots on a balloon, and those are like the galaxies, and then blowing it up, and it's they're the same like it's the space in between the balloons that is stretching, but they're not changing size. When we talk about a point, and, though, and the the point is not on the surface; it, it would be the center of the balloon would be in the middle, but that's not what space is. Space is like like in this in the analogy of the balloon, it's all of the area. It's the surface area of the balloon. So the expansion is time, but it's not space. A point doesn't have to be the size of a specific atom, right? Like w w the point doesn't have to be needle size to this is the very specific origin of the universe. If we take the exact representation that you just showed me, and we take the balloon of the gal of the galaxies that were the initial formation of the universe, and we take that to be the initial growth. Now, I understand those are growing further and further away from each other individually as well, but we can still use that data to come up with where that is now, where it was, and then calculate what but we would everything believe to is be where it was. All right, everything is not where it was. There's no, like, no like, point like that. Like, that doesn't exist. It's like... You, you keep thinking I'm talking about a super specific point, but I'm not. I'm it doesn't matter. There's a, no center. <laughs> You, you it were, doesn't matter how big the point is or whatever. How like you, you were understanding kind of what I was saying a second ago, right? I was using the graph to visualize what you're saying. Exactly. It says in the. Well, I'm saying the point of origin isn't zero comma zero. I'm saying in a conventional explosion, material expands out from a central point. A short moment after explosion starts, the center will be the hottest point. Later, there'll be a spherical shell of material expanding away from the center. Uh, the Big Bang, as far as we understand it, was not an explosion like that is at all. It was an explosion of space, not in space. According to the standard models, there was no 
space and time before the Big Bang, there was not even the before to speak of. So the Big Bang was very different from any explosion we are accustomed to and does not need to have a central point. If the Big Bang were an ordinary explosion in an already existing space, we would be able to look out and see the expanding edge of the explosion with empty space beyond. Instead, we see back towards the Big Bang itself and detect a faint background glow from the hot uh, primordial gases of the early universe. But here's something that, that's it's important. uniform in all directions. Let's take the initial formation of the universe uh, following its creation. And let, let's call it creation lightly. Uh, <coughs> there is more thing. There is more space. There is maybe not more matter, but there's more space than there is than there was during that initial formation, right? Are we on the same page on that? On account of individual points expanding on themselves and matter expanding away from each other, there is more space than the initial formation of the universe. That's a fair thing to say, right? Yeah. Right. So that we're, so concept of expansion, there's more, absolutely. If there's more, then we, we could easily take the initial pieces of what is um, the universe. We could take the initial pieces of that formation and reasonably deduce that that would be the center. And put it where? What do you mean? In there was no way? edge. There can't be a center. I never the said edge. there was an edge. There, like I never said anything about it. Just an edge. doesn't. It's just not how it works. <laughs> there's, there's. I, I don't know. Let's, let's do an ad read. And we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. It's not this, matter that is expanding outwards from a point, but rather it is space itself that expands evenly. Hang tight, there man. is no point to call the center. This podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Four Two. If you hear us today, uh, we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's been quite a long day recording this from a hotel in uh where Queens, are we Queens, Queens area by yeah. we're, we're, we're in New York having a good time together uh Corbin you're having a good time still right <laughs> and we couldn't right. do that without our <laughs> yeah. support I our friends everything. at 4-2 coffee thank you to 4-2 coffee for keeping us alive productive and healthy okay these ready-to-drink coffee shots you just pop the top peel the seal and shoot it back for a quick pick-me-up anytime these high-energy cold brew drinks are made with more beans, brewed longer to extract extra caffeine from fair trade Colombian coffee, and it's delicious and smooth. Okay. Only natural ingredients to give you the energy boost you need from concentrated coffee. I like the sound of more beans. You said that, I'm hooked. More beans? You're in. I remember you were going to buy a car the other day. but mm -hmm. um, Instead, I bought more beans. Instead, you bought more beans. The best way to spend your money, and you can spend your money on 4-2 coffee.com that's f-o-r-t-o coffee.com use our code drive 20 for 20 percent off your first order stay happy stay healthy stay productive or two coffee dude <laughs> <laughs> all right go go ahead Ian. uh okay so uh astronomer it's talking about the in the 1500s people thought that there was a center today astronomers believe that there's no center in the cosmos you may think that there might be, must be a central point. After all, the Big Bang must have started somewhere. While great explosions of, say, a bomb do start from one point, the Big Bang that is believed to have created our universe nearly 14 billion years ago was a different matter entirely and appeared to have happened everywhere all at once. Time and space did not exist before the Big Bang, and so there was no point from where it could have erupted from. Let, let, me, let me say this because I think this is important. Let, I, I don't want to throw aside my argument, uh, but... Let's say we're not talking about the initial creation. 
there is a center that might not be and I don't believe what I'm saying here, but there there is a center that just isn't the initial version of the universe. On the same diagram that we described with the x, y, and z axis, if we measure our universe, there is a measurable center, right? Not saying that humans can measure it, but mathematically, theoretically, there is a center to what we have now. And let, let's even throw away for the meantime the fact that that has anything to do with the initial formation of everything. But it's not like you could hit an edge to be like, all right, I'll start here and then this way. Like, I don't know. What, you're, what, what are you saying with edges? Because I've, I've never used that word. You can't get all of it. You can't like, what do you mean you can't get all of it? You can't measure like, like any the, point the, where space point stops. origin – with infinity, like, well, we, uh, re yeah. remember, we are not defining a point of origin in this example. This is, uh, like I said, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, you're not defining a point of origin. You don't have to. This that's is not the. That's not what I'm saying. This is him. Th theoretically, there is a center on an x, y, and z axis of the universe right now. The point of that's like on a graph. On a call graph. it a point of origin. Okay, I, I just want to make the clear distinction. <laughs> Because we were referring to the point of origin of the universe as well. And I want to make that distinction that we're not talking about that in this specific second. I think it is rather gooby to <laughs> refer to anything as a it, graphical uh, point of origin if everything is infinite. Because if it is infinite, then it literally doesn't matter where you put it. Well, that's not true. That is. L yeah. Let's say it's let's say it's always changing. Then still, in specific moments, if things are infinitely expanding, there is a speed at which that expansion happens, right? And you you were talking about how that but speed time has is... progressively gotten faster yeah. and faster. So if there is a speed, then that means in individual moments there is a center. I'm, I'm not saying it's practical <laughs> to, to to measure this, but that's more than fair. No. There's no center. I'm with him on this one. You had me at first. <laughs> you guys are absolute lunatics. That is. It's because like, the idea of infinity talk, is illogical. Is part of the problem. Right. It's also illogical, inconceivable. But it, like it might as well be anywhere. Is pretty much the point. Like, all right. Wait. Can I talk about the balloon thing real quick? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, sorry. All right. So imagine. I'm trying to see. Imagine if you were small enough to stand on the balloon, small enough to see in a straight line across the balloon surface. You're not able to see into or out of the balloon, and no matter which direction you look, the edge of the balloon seems to be roughly at the same distance from you. If you start moving across the balloon surface, it would appear that you were the center of it. The reality of the matter is, however, that uh, your two-dimensional balloon does not have a center. Now suppose that your balloon is being inflated with air and covered with pin marks around you. As the balloon gets bigger and bigger, these pin marks get further and further away from you and each other. No matter where you are, it appears that you are the center of the expansion. Since space is curved, it's somewhat like the two-dimensional space on a balloon... And just like there is no center to its expansion, there is no center to the expansion of the universe. I'm, I'm very, very glad that you worded it like that, and that whatever you're reading worded it like that, because it's space, space answers. Uh, um, it, it, I think it dictates the difference that we're having here. Uh, 
I keep saying center of the universe, not center of expansion. Okay, well, I mean, it's the same thing. It's uh, there's also Definitely. no center of the universe. No, I mean the answer is the same. I didn't say that was the same thing, but the answer is the same. There's also no center to the universe. If if I am I'm five foot seven right now. Let's say I was born at one inch tall. That's right. I'm a little one inch baby boy, and I was born at twenty nine years old. Because at this point we're going for it. If I'm born at one inch tall and I'm infinitely growing taller, right? Let's say that I'm growing one inch per year, infinitely. So that's so that's the we've we've identified that I'm infinitely growing. We've identified the speed at which I'm growing. But the well, and at any point in time, you could say, even though I'm going to grow taller, even though I will become bigger, this is the specific height that I am now. No, but but. You can measure that height in this analogy because you're expand. You're measuring it in relation to space. Like there's, you're not expanding into anything. Like you can't measure. You can't. Uh, like the only reason you can measure that is because we you can measure your height in space. But this is space, uh, like expanding and like nothing else. Like there's nothing to in. There's nothing to correlate a center to. There's nothing to like have a point of reference like that. I think it's impossible to describe the expansion without dipping into like a fourth dimensional. Like, I don't want to use a tesseract, but it's pretty much the only shape I can think of that's fourth dimensional. Right. But so so uh, Carl Sagan had a really good demonstration of what uh, something coming into our dimension would be like by using something in a two dimension. Or in, a, in the second dimension, experiencing something the in the third, third dimension, right? In. So, like, if, say you have the table as your second dimension, uh, whenever you set something on the table, it appear a line just pops into space, right? Right. That's what the universe did in the beginning, right? Yeah. So, from the fourth dimension, bam, it's there, right? Every everything's everywhere, right? And it's all getting further away. So if we go back to the balloon and use that, that's pretty much the equivalent of, like, the balloon is a second dimension universe expanding, right? I mean, that's, I, I think it's fair that the balloon is a pretty good example of a universe expanding, if that's what you're asking. Yes. It, it, like a theoretical spherical balloon that doesn't right. have a nipple. But <laughs> I don't know what to call that part, but it looks kind of like a nipple. <laughs> the little balloon knot. <laughs> <laughs> that little boy. Uh, I where I was going. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll, I'll say this as well. Let's, uh, let's, let's stop the measuring of right now, right? Because I think, I think that that is a difficult concept relative to the universe, right? So you, you said something that's important in relevance to relevance. When you, you when I'm measuring my height in a controlled atmosphere, I can measure it relative to space and relative to different objects. And you cannot measure space relative to itself in the present, maybe. However, you can measure space relative to itself in the past. No, you can't. Or you, or you can, let me finish though. You, you can measure space relative to itself in the past, right? So let's say, theoretically, we tracked where I know we that there's no edge, right? Let's let's be clear. There's no edge to the universe. There's no giant thing that people can fall off of or anything. But we track the mathematical speed of expansion, 
we date the universe to the age that we think it is, and then we use that to try to deduce where it is now in terms of distance. So we, we've come up with this, this new equation where we can roughly approximate the distance from the point of origin without necessarily identifying the point of origin itself. Are we on the same page still? That's plausible? No. Already no? No. What was wrong with what I just said? Because you're like, you can't measure that. There is no where it was. There's no like, all right, it's, it's here now. A thousand years ago, it was here. It, it's just, uh, there's no like, it is the only place the location can be is within it. Like there's no like changing of location. I'm not saying there's a change of location. We're, you're, if, if we can identify, though, however, if we can identify that the, the speed at which it goes, then we can, in a mock universe, be able to say, all right, so it started, bam, like, I guess we would, the only thing we would have to approximate the balloon size in the beginning, which I guess would be impossible. Maybe, maybe it's not something that we can mathematically deduce with the information that we have now. There is no size, though. Like, it, it's... There is... It's just freaking space. <laughs> there is a size to the universe. Absolutely there is. All right, so it, I'm not like, saying that the it, universe is not infinite, Being measurable right? in what? <laughs> like, it's... You're, it's just like you can only observe it from the universe. Well, that's why I said the universe doesn't exist to be observed. It, it, this isn't something that we could necessarily need to be able to practically do. Yeah, I know, but it's not something that science that exists. <laughs> There's no center. <laughs> <laughs> Corbin's just on Snapchat over here during this entire thing. I can see the yellow from the screen. Are you logging We're, in right now? Yeah, he's yeah. signing up. He's making a new account right now. I Again? Think. <laughs> I was just on the Geekroom one. Uh, but I'm go going back over because I was getting some usernames. You're doing great so far, buddy. You want to weigh in here? Um, I mean, personally, I think there's a middle or center to it, but I don't fully know very much about the world <laughs> or the universe or <laughs> galaxy, etc. I, 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 I don't want to go back re repeating points back and forth, and I, I think that we are dangerously close to that point. Uh, I, I, I just want to make it clear that I do understand the concept of when something is infinite, right? So, what I, I not? <laughs> you're tossing what, that in now. Like, well, like, what if the whole thing is dumb? Like, what if it's <laughs> like? I, I don't want to be one of those dismissive people because I hate that. Yeah, but it is perfectly reasonable that we're just wrong, and. Like, there is an edge, and we're on, like, a big coin. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my theory is worth 10 cents. <laughs> That's the biggest coin I could think of. We're, we're, we're a coin, and there's a flip side to that coin. I, I understand the concept of <laughs> in, infinity. Yes. I, I understand the, the concept of everything. Um, but I, I, as it's been explained to me, and I'm not claiming to be an expert at all, uh, it's that space is infinitely expanding, not that there is necessarily infinite space. And that's a really important distinction to make. That doesn't mean that there is necessarily an edge, right? Because th this 
complicated universal issue doesn't have to have a practical solution to it as it is theoretical in itself. But to my understanding, it's not that space is infinite. It's that space is infinite in its expansion. And that, that's where these deductions come from. Which I know those two things may sound very similar, but the, the important thing is that the, the universe is a size. I got a question. This is off topic. I, but I, I think my, my entire like point is I mean, it wasn't dependent on the universe being – of space being infinite, I guess, of, of the universe not having a size. It doesn't matter if there's a size. There's no, still no center. <laughs> but if, if there is – I guess I'm saying if there is a finite amount, right? So if we take that sentence that I just said and – replace infinite with finite which is the exact thing that we, if there is a non-infinite space space is just infinite in its expansion then at specific points in time there are finite amounts of space right if we take finite amounts of space then we can calculably take that data not we but it can conceivably be measured is, it, is there a finite amount of space though I, I'm, look, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be an expert or anything. But it, to 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 my understanding, to every class I've ever taken, I, I've I've never read anything that says that there is necessarily infinite space. It, it, it's always worded as space's infinite expansion, which means there's infinite space potential. But the like the universe is infinite. It's like it it, it was always infinite when they like before the Big Bang. It was infinitely dense. And it's just getting less dense, like but, as the universe is expanding. But is do, if I'm wrong in this, then it, it probably shows through. But is the universe infinite, or is it infinite in its, in its expansion? That that's a core principle of what I'm saying. That yeah, I think is it's, it's both. If you start in infinity, you can't go. Well, you can actually, go further past infinity. It's, it's just infinite in space like in it is it's because i don't know if it's still the leading because idea but it, it was gonna like getting less dense it's thought it was gonna start <laughs> retracting it was, it, when they thought it was slowing down it was gonna get to the point where it slowed down and then came back in on itself but right right like it it like lost momentum and then retracted like a yo-yo coming like, back like a ripple in a pond reversing yeah kind of I, I think that it, it, it's important for a lot of things to to be defined. I think we don't know a lot about how time necessarily works. Um, like, is that real? <laughs> I, I, I think that that's very likely related to if there are additional dimensional planes, which is also theoretical as hell. And, and it, what time is plays a huge role in, in this specific conversation. Yeah. Uh, it, but I, I do feel like we did reach a point where we can specifically say at least where we think we disagree. And if, if, if I'm wrong that it is that, then I'm, I'm wrong. Like if the universe is infinite and not infinitely expanding, then that's, that's different. But I, I, mean, I always, it, I always perceived kind of it to be – There's a lot of like arguments. Like it, that's the whole thing. It's, it, there isn't an answer. It's not right, like – Right. It's all like theory, like people – like it's they they say it's probably infinite, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> What's funny is, under the concept that it's infinite, it is 
like there's no way we could even prove ourselves right right like if we are right there's not necessarily yeah, it, a way we could ever know it, that. it's it's more of that we haven't been proven wrong right <laughs> and you know that's that's why a lot of our that, that's why we drank milk just out of a cow for as long as we did because we only got a little bit silk. straight from the teat yeah straight from the teat and then one guy named lewis comes along and we trusted him and now 13 year old and we're only exactly we're only ever be able to if it is infinite we'll only be able to see the the, the speed of light is finite <laughs> what <laughs> it took me like a minute and a half to process <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my mic picked it up. <laughs> I had something else I wanted to touch on uh, before we get out of here. If you guys have more stuff, we could, of course, go over that. Uh, I thought that this was pretty interesting. Um, so there's this conversation to be had, right, where most people ask how to find extraterrestrials. It's like, uh, what are we looking for? Uh, are we looking for our signs of life? Are we looking for maybe new and unique signs of life? I like the idea that let's just assume that there are are for a second we we assume that there probably are extraterrestrials let's assume we find a way to communicate with them what's the most important first thing to say y'all want to fuck right 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 like <laughs> let's say we can't physically see each other but we find a way to communicate via some radio signal you like that first question is just got to be like what kind of stuff do you guys have? <laughs> it, we, we, we find each other, right? We're yeah. in a Megal chat room. Oh my god! If twenty-one yeah. TTF. Wait, you're not from Earth? ASL? No, dude. Swear to God. <laughs> what a funny way to find out that aliens exist as an ASL question mark. Like <laughs> twenty-seven. You're trying to meet up. Male, not Earth. What? <laughs> that can't be Your real. Your location is not Earth. But like the the logistics of how a conversation would have to happen. Like let's assume beyond the unreasonable part that it would never happen. That you and me are two dignitaries for each of our space colonies that we 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 lead over. So you know only that – let's say we speak the same language, and that's the only shared thing that we have miraculously. That's really convenient. How funny would Where do you even start? Did. Because then you, you assume that everything has to be contextual too. What do you mean? So if I'm going to ask you something, I assume that I'm going to have to explain eight or nine things. So I can't ask you, like, if you guys have milk, right? I've got to, I've got to find a way. Yeah, but language is based on vocabulary. Language isn't anything other than vocabulary. Yeah, I guess. I guess it wouldn't be able to be same language. We'd have to un be able to understand each other's languages for some weird reason. It'd be like a rival. Like the the first yeah. thing that you do is try to figure out what the hell the other people are saying. I think the most important thing to find out, if we could talk to somebody else, isn't necessarily how to get to them, but it's uh it's it's how they survive right so like what kind of shit they need we need a food like we need water we need food we need oxygen and we need sex and drugs what do you guys need and it turns out they need lotuses uh they need uh just lotus they, they need tattoos of buses <laughs> <laughs> they need uh prison ankle bracelets uh, hold, hold on the tattoos with the buses do they need it already off of somebody's body, or they need them onto their bodies? Uh, tattooed onto their children's bodies, okay. actually. It's tradition. Right. <laughs> tradition. It's how we survive, you know. And it may be silly, <laughs> but you know what? Earth, you're silly. <laughs> Dude.
I, okay, I got, I got a question. Yeah. This is a simple question, and I, there is an answer to it. All right. So, in microgravity. Go ahead. A, AKA zero G. Continue. Uh, <laughs> That's a cool superhero. Say, say, say you're out in space, right? right. You're, you're hanging out, and I understand that there's never a situation where you're in zero G, but effectively you are. Uh, you're you're floating there, right? You're t posing in space. <laughs> uh, can you move yourself? Can okay. I understand you can't swim through space, obviously. Right. Because there's nothing to swim through. But could you somersault in place? <laughs> like, like, if you go, huh, and fling yourself forward. Yeah, could something like a bodily function, like if I start pissing, could that theoretically... It could push you back a little I bit. I think it... Because it, it's not necessarily reliant on your piss hitting anything, right? Like... Yeah, it's the fact that you were pissing. Like it's just the force exerted. It's like negative energy. It's like the force exerted that way is going to have an effect on me. This way. that's yeah, why anytime I start fast. peeing, I have to brace myself so I don't <laughs> shoot across the bathroom. That's why I have to pee in a stall so I can lean against the door. So I stopped peeing in the skates because I can't escape the room. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> you could probably. I imagine even. I want to do a space somersault. Wouldn't you assume even more minor bodily functions affect it too? So like your organs. Like the, your organs or your blood flow. No, not enough for it to make it mean anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you could travel across the, the fucking universe, but you're like all those things together would probably equate to some level of movement. And once you have a little bit of movement, you can maybe get momentum from that movement. Would be the idea. You, okay. Imagine this. You blow. Like that. <laughs> blow what? Air. In your helmet? Nah. Let's say you had one breath from Earth. A straw. <laughs> you a had a single a breath. A straw coming to you from Earth. You suck up one breath, and then and you're on your way, buddy. You're on your fucking <laughs> way. A straw would suck all the water off of Earth. Would Wait, it? why is it in water? <laughs> it's pressurized. I don't know. No, look, you brought the breath with you. You didn't need this. You get it in a bag. Hey. You inhaled it. Let, let, let's, uh, let's go to space. Okay. Right? I'm there. This is a business idea. Don't, don't steal this, anyone. We're going to go to space with a jar that can't break. I've talked about this before. What do you mean a jar that can't break? <laughs> <laughs> what is or, this weird product you're inventing? A, a, a jar, it can break, but... It, <laughs> so a jar. It can't break, it can't but it break can. It can under atmospheric pressure is what I'm saying. I want to go out in space and collect true emptiness into this jar. Seal it perfectly and bring it back to Earth. So, like, collecting a fart? No, that's... <laughs> no, it's kind, that. it's kind of even more smelly than that. <laughs> Imagine... smell like? It has a smell, right? No, because... No, not... not, not does. Not, what do you mean you heard but it does? Things, but it's, it would be something in the space. Right, like you'd be smelling something particles occupying somewhere space. else. Yeah, but if you go up there, you give me a big old sniffer. But imagine... What, you know, what, what, what you said was smart. You didn't... I don't think you meant for it to be. I don't, I don't think you know why it's smart, but it is. What? Space having a smell? Now imagine capturing an amount of space, right? Yeah. Like... Emptiness. You can, if anything, you're not capturing anything. You're letting everything in the it, jar it, out. This wouldn't be like a jar situation. This would be like a technology There's, that can capture nothingness. Imagine bringing that into the atmosphere and just releasing a couple ounces of nothingness. How does that – does it dissipate? It, I think it fills. Or 
it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's exactly. It's, like it's space to be filled. Like, yeah. It like will cut if you open the jar, it'll just be a jar full of air. And there's no way for you to prove that my space jars aren't full of space because if you open it, it'll break. It'll you can because you warranty. never went to space and your jars are already broken. Space space is full of smells, <laughs> but mostly the burning uh, odor of hydrocarbons. Final Frontier smells a lot like a NASCAR race, a bouquet, a bouquet of hot metal, diesel there. fumes. Of our astronauts have reported smelling burned or fried steak after spacewalks, and they aren't just dreaming of a home-cooked meal. How the, <laughs> how are they smelling it? Well, I mean, they, they did have to put up that, sad, that census satellite a couple years ago. Where it can hear, smell, taste, and feel anything in space. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Right. Kind of like how high I was it, uh, it, hearing with my eyes. It's also a pure, unadulterated whiff of outer space is impossible for humans. It's a vacuum, after all. We would die if we tried. <laughs> no, when, we wouldn't. When astronauts are outside the ISS space-borne compounds, adhere to their suits, and hitch a ride back into the station. You, you, Burn the fried space. I'm mad. Steak. Okay. I want to free dive in space. There's, <laughs> there's scuba divers, right? Right. They got tanks and they got shit that helps them survive in the underwater. And these people who are fucking crazy were like, I'm going to just hold my breath. And then they go do the same thing. Right? Smelling I want to do that, but without a spacesuit. Because you can survive for a little bit in space. As he's Not saying this, long. guys, I just want you to know there is a fly crawling on his cornea right now. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of space is so distinct that three years ago, NASA reached out to Stephen Pierce of the fragrance maker Omega Ingredients to recreate the odor for its training simulations. Quote, recently, we did the smell of the moon, <laughs> Pierce says. <laughs> Astronauts compared it to spent gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the odor described in this specific study, axe discovery. Dude, yeah. I want, that's what I want. I want. I want the fucking. I want a moon car freshener. <laughs> if you think about it, every description you gave for space is so hyper American that it makes me question its steak validity. Steak and gunpowder. Steak, gunpowder, and NASCAR. NASCAR and gunpowder. So I've got one last thing that I the saw. This Texas is Texas is space. An additional Twitter thing. Uh, we started the show because we're big Rooster Teeth fans. We took some inspiration from the Rooster Teeth podcast from Bernie and Gavin and a few others. Uh, I follow Bernie on Twitter, and this week he tweeted something that literally blew my mind. I say blow my mind a lot. I say blow a lot, a lot. He tweeted something that I loved so much because, God, it's, it's so true. He tweeted, um, at this rate, the first being from another place to visit Earth will probably be human. So with the understanding that there will be a yeah. Mars colony, we'll send people up there, they'll breed, and then one of them will probably visit Earth. Yeah. And that's a human. Well, I like that a they, lot. They, they right. can't do that's, that. That's Although great. They can't come for too long. There was like a really dumb like teen drama that came out that was about this, but it wasn't terribly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. If you're born on a planet with less gravity, existing on another planet with more gravity is just going to be fucking awful. But it's fine the other way around? Like no. You can go from more to less and it's not as bad? Yeah. Amy Wong lives on Earth, and so... That's factual. Thank you guys for listening to our <laughs> Futurama fan podcast. Uh, anyone else have anything they want to bring up? We'll take that resounding <laughs> silence as a no. New episodes every Wednesday. Thank you guys for listening. Support our sponsor at 42coffee.com. Use our code DRIVE20 for 20% they, off. They put, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> is this something they, for the They fun? put LED LEDs under your skin now. They can do it. It's like a tattoo, but they glow because they're oh, LED. Oh, dude, I'll do that. Yeah, that's going to turn out great in a couple years. <laughs> yeah. Listen to new episodes of the show in the Drive By Dog Collection. If you like this show, you can check out all the other programs we we have, all conveniently located under one RSS feed. Yeah. Thank you, guys. New episodes every Wednesday. We'll talk no, to no, you no, soon. Cosmic Cum Shot. I saved that. I did. <laughs>